And welcome back to another episode of Hockey Thoughts. Brett here with you today, unfortunately by myself as our NWHL experts uh, was not unable to make it and uh, Will also was not unable to make it. Today, uh, as you can tell by the title, we're going to be previewing the NWHL season, which gets started here when you're listening to this most likely tomorrow. Uh, on Saturday, January the 23rd, their season will run uh, through the 5th of February. So a short season as they are heading to a bubble in Lake Placid. Um Obviously, last year's season was cut short due to COVID, much like every other league in the world, pretty much. Um, so Boston, the Boston Pride, and the Minnesota Whitecaps were unable to play the Isabel Cup final. Um, and they never did make that up. So both Boston and Minnesota come into this season hungry uh, as they you know, both made the championship and did not get to play. And uh, certainly the favorites heading into the season. So what I want to do this episode is, uh, since it's just me and nobody wants to listen to me talk for like a half hour straight, we're just going to be quick and we're going to go through each team, just give a brief outlook um, slash preview of, you know, players to watch on each team, um, whether they're favorites or not, where they finished last year. And, um, yeah, just talk a little bit more about the league in general, but this will be certainly a episode as again um don't want to bore anyone here with the sound of my voice so i mentioned how last season ended um looking ahead to this year uh, like i said uh starts on saturday the 23rd there's got to be basically at least two games every day um they're in a bubble so all the teams are there so you don't have to travel or anything. Um, so there are games every single day. Every single one of these games is going to be broadcasted on Twitch for free. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Twitch, it's free to join. It is a streaming service. Um, a lot of gamers use it. The NWHL will be on there. They have their own Twitch channel. So twitch.tv backslash NWHL and you'll find everything right there. Um, yeah, uh, it looks like they're going to play a six-game schedule, um, and then leading right into the postseason with the semifinals and the championship game being broadcasted on NBC Sports Network. That will be Thursday, February 4th, which will be the semifinals. There's a game at 5.30 and a game at 8. And then the final will be on Friday the 5th at 7. Um, so exciting to finally see the NWHL on television because this will be the first time ever that the NWHL is on national TV. So awesome for the sport and women's hockey in general. Let's get right into it, though, um, with our season previews. We'll start with the Boston Pride, who went 23-1 and last year prior to um, the pause. As I mentioned, they did make the Isabel Cup final. They are the heavy favorites again this year. Uh, absolutely stacked team. They didn't lose a ton of players. Um, they bring back Jillian Dempsey, who led the entire league in points last year with 40. 
Um, McKenna Brand was second in the league in goals with 19. And um, they still bring back arguably the best goaltender in the league. Um, out of RPI, played her college hockey at RPI, LaVisa Salander. So when you have, you know, the leading point getter, the pretty much leading goal scorer, and arguably the best goalie in the league, obviously you're going to be one of the better teams. And yeah, um, some players to watch. Tori Sullivan will be entering in the NWHL. She played her college hockey at Boston College. Um... She was a very good college player. I didn't get to see much of her play last year, but she finished 13th in the league in scoring with 25 points. Um, so she's certainly one to watch in her sophomore season. I expect she'll do even better. Um, and Sammy Davis, who was the 2020 first overall pick, uh, she is going to play in the penalty kill, on the power play, and in a top six role, and is one of the fastest skaters out there, so certainly watch her as well, but Boston Pride, I'll, I'll just say it right now, they're my pick to win this thing, still top to bottom, easily the best team in the NWHL, uh, certainly a powerhouse, so, um, I mean, if they don't win, I'll be I'll be very surprised. Of course, in a bubble format, you know it's a little different, um, and it's a shorter shorter season, so you know anything could happen. I, I should note all six teams will make the playoffs, um, so the regular season is essentially for seeding purposes, and then all teams will make the postseason. Um, in kind of a round-robin format until we get to the Final Four, which again will be on NBCSN. I forgot to mention that. Moving along to the Metropolitan Riveters, who finished 10-11-3 last year and lost in the semifinals to Minnesota by a score of 1-0. They add Kelly Pabstock, who's one of the better-known names in women's hockey. Um, they got her in a trade from Toronto, who we'll get to but they will be playing their first ever season. Um, they added a bunch of players in a the draft. They had a lot of draft picks and um, lose a ton either here. Um, Kelly Babstock's obviously the main player to watch. She, um, she wasn't in the NWHL last year. She played um, in another league, but she is one of the main uh founders of the NWHL, one of the first ever players to play in the NWHL. Uh, so she's obviously a, a veteran that knows how to win. Um, you know, she she led the league in scoring in the league's first ever season. And so I think she's a good add to the Riveters, a Riveters team that a lot of people have high expectations for this year. They kind of finished middle of the pack last year. Um, I don't know if I see that as much. But it, it could be, you know, we'll see. Um, I, 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 I don't have them there, though, I will say. I, I don't have them there. But um, another player to watch is Soria Tinker. Um, she's going to be the main defenseman now on this Riveters team um, as Kelly Johnston retired after last year. Uh, she played her college hockey at Yale and... Um, 
was is, is a good offensive presence on that blue line. So definitely watch for her. Um, yeah, uh, basically to summarize, you know, they hovered around 500 last year. They are considered the third favorite, if you will, to win this thing behind Boston and Minnesota. Being an eye on. Uh, now we get to the Connecticut Whale, which they are the only team of the founding four teams of the NWHL to not ever win the Isabel Cup. They went 2-20-2 last year. Things are not looking great uh, for the Whale. They didn't lose any players. Um, they added through the draft. Um, there's not a ton really looking up for this team. I think it's going to be another very poor, very poor season for them. Um, they should score more goals this year, but I I don't really see it. Um, some players to watch. Shannon Doyle uh, led the league in blocks last year as a defenseman. She is back. Um, this is a very defensive team, despite their record. what their record might tell you. They are a very good defensive team. They just ha really struggle scoring, and I just don't think they did enough to help with that. But Again, we'll see. Uh, Emma Vlasic is another player to watch. She probably is their best forward. Uh, she very good in the faceoffs and and can put the puck in the net. But it's it's going to be another tough year, I think, for Connecticut. Um, which brings us to the Minnesota Whitecaps again. Considered the second favorites here, they went seventeen five and two last year. Um, they had the league's leading goal scorer in Ellie Thornton. Thunstrom last year, excuse me, um, and the second best goalie in the league, Amanda Laville. Now, you know, obviously we can see a pattern here developing when you have a really good goalie and goal scorers, you tend to do well. You know, uh, you could really say that about any hockey team, but here we are. Um, players to watch, Nina Rogers is... Um, coming into her sophomore season, and she played her college hockey at Boston University. She had just four points in 15 games last year. Um, only seven of those. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was her rookie season. Last year, she played just seven games with the Whitecaps, which was her first year in Minnesota. Um, I expect now that she's going to have her first full season with the Whitecaps that she is going to play very well as well. So definitely worth keeping an eye on Nina. And next we'll talk about the Buffalo Buttes, who went 8-15-1 last year, uh, finishing just behind the Riveters. Some players to note here is Kristen Lewicki. Um, Loricki is going to be in their top six. She scored 30 goals in college, um, played for Metropolitan last year, or no, two years ago. Last year played in a different league, now returning to Buffalo. Um, she played in six games for them, um, in the past, scoring six points. She will be their top line center. Um, oh, I'm sorry, top line left winger, and she is probably the fastest, second fastest skater in the league. So definitely look for her to kind of carry the load here offensively for the Buttes. 
Um, another player to watch on this team is Whitney Dove. So Dove um, is a rookie this year. She played at Providence last year, who, as we remember, finished ranked in the top 10 for the first time in a while for Providence women's hockey. Uh, she scored 28 points as a defenseman last year for Providence. She's going to be the quarterback on the top power play unit for them, for the Buttes this year, and um, definitely, definitely a player to watch. I like the Buttes this year, personally. I would put them as the third favorite um, over the Riveters. I like this team. I think what they really needed was help in their special teams, and I think Whitney Dove and uh, Kristen Lewicki alone will really, really help that power play out. So I would look for the Buttes to possibly uh, win the Isabel Cup this year. If I were to place a bet on this, uh, the Buttes, given their odds, are probably a pretty attractive team to place a bet on uh, going into this season. Lastly, we have the Toronto Six. Um, so these are like both a ton of... And not much to talk about with them because this is their first ever season. So some things they did, they added Emily Fluke, um, who is one of the most experienced players in the league. She's been around for a long time. They get her via trade. Uh, she had 27 points last year. She's played for Boston and Connecticut in the past. Um, so she'll kind of be leaned upon to as the leader of this team I would imagine um which is a very very young team um she is really like I said the most experienced person I'm looking at this team right now and there's really nobody else even close uh in terms of experience on this team so she's definitely gonna have to lead the way um, Emma Woods is an interesting player. She played in Sweden last year and had 29 points in 35 games. Um, she can play center or wing, so she'll probably, right now the projected lineup has her on the right wing, on the first line, uh, so she'll be leaned upon to score as well. Uh, Kristen Barbara, she won the Clarkson Cup last year. Um, she she brings a lot of pro experience as well. She's also coming from overseas to join this team. And so she'll probably captain that uh, quarterback, that power play, uh, as a top defenseman on this team. And want to give a shout-out, Natalie Marcuse, who's right now projected to play on the third-line left wing, Robert Morris University alum, which was also my alum. So shout-out to Natalie Marcuse, and good luck to her in her first professional season here with the NWHL's Toronto Six. But yeah, uh, like I said, there's not really a ton. Uh, we don't really know what to expect from Toronto. I would expect them to struggle year one, personally. Uh, but they do have some talent on this team, for sure. So they are, I would consider them an extreme dark horse here uh, as we enter the season. But... Anything could happen, so we will see. Um, that is kind of a brief outlook on each team. Like I said, I want to keep this very short. And so that's why I'm kind of just like lagging through this thing as I'm trying to decide what is worth talking about and what's not. So I'm going to end this now by just going over what 
my predictions are for how the final standings will work. Again, it's a very short regular season, and then they're doing a round-robin thing. So when I say these predictions, I'm predicting basically how the round-robins will end, um, one through six. So we're going to do it that way and go from there. So we'll start, we'll do it how we did the NHL division previews, and we'll go bottom up. Um, yeah, so starting in sixth, in sixth, I'm going to have the Connecticut Whale. I know Toronto is largely projected to finish last, but I look at the Whale team, and they just, they only added through the draft, like I said. They didn't lose anyone, but they only added through the draft. They didn't make any moves, any free agent signings, any trades. I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think they'll improve on their their record at least win percentage wise as it's not a full season this year but I really think they're going to struggle again um which brings us to fifth I'll put Toronto the Toronto six to finish fifth which is uh funny name um like I said we don't really know what to expect with Toronto but I do like a couple of the veterans that they brought in to kind of help this young team out and I still just I, I still think they'll they'll top out the whale. I think they'll find a way. I think it will be tight, but I think they'll find a way. Uh, that brings us to fourth. I mentioned I like the B, so I do have the Riveters for, for the reasons I already talked about. Although I will say Kelly Babstock is probably a player to watch for possibly being the leading scorer in this league this year, despite it being such a short season. I almost said MVP, but I doubt they'll even do MVPs for such a short season. Um, so we won't even go there. Third, Buffalo Buttes. Um, I won't dwell on this too far. I already went into it, but again, I really like the addition of Whitney Dove from Providence and Kristen Lewicki. Second place, I will have the Minnesota Whitecaps um, again. This is which means Boston Pride in first, and again, this is really just more so Boston is just so stacked than it is anything against the the Whitecaps. I just simply think Boston's just too good, um, and I don't think the Whitecaps are going to be able to um, to pull it off and to beat them and to upset them. So we'll see. Um, so again, that's. You can watch the semifinals if you've never watched the NWHL. Well, you can watch the whole season on Twitch for free. But if you don't want to do that, uh, the semifinals and the final will be on NBCSN. So you can watch those. Um, according to my... Based on my predictions, uh, we will see in the semifinals the fourth-seeded Riveters facing the one-seeded Boston Pride and the third-seeded Buffalo Buttes against the two-seed Minnesota Whitecaps within your championship being the Whitecaps versus the Pride and the Pride winning the Isabel Cup, which, fun fact, is named after Lord Stanley's daughter. Uh, that is where the name Isabel comes for the Isabel Cup after uh, Lord Stanley, which the Stanley Cup obviously is named after his daughter, who played hockey. That'll do it for the NWHL season preview. Um... I will obviously cover this more as the season progresses and certainly once 
we have a winner and hopefully I'll have other people with me by that point. As always, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Hockey Thoughts here on Top Shutter Sports. I'm going to be a league bench talk and we will catch you guys in the next one.